planeta. Good evening to everyone who is listening in Aarhus and in the rest of the world. Thank you for tuning in on the Planet Mundus show. You're listening to Planet Mundus, the student radio show of internationals for internationals. My name is Elena and I am your host tonight. Next to me, my co-host Johanna. Hello Aarhus and the rest of the world. And we have a li delicious show prepared for you, literally. Right, Johanna? That's right. Today's show is all about food. We will be talking about student-friendly restaurants in Aarhus, a food blog, and we have Katie as a guest to talk about Danish food. But first, Anastasia will bring us the good news of the week. Ooh, that sounds almost like a fairy godmother. Hey, Anastasia. Planet Mundus. Good news. Hello, hello, and I would like to start with the good news. Venezuela, Syria, Brexit, Trump, Trump, Trump. All we hear, watch and see on headlines are conflicts, hate speech, war, but world is full of amazing people ready to give and their hands to somebody. We should talk about their deeds. So what happened in the world lately besides political events? First, some of the greatest restaurants in the world were honored Monday night in the inaugural edition of the World Restaurant Awards. As long as the topic of our today's show is food, I think it's a very interesting um, event. The two Michelin-starred Paris restaurant Le Clarons uh, took home the original thinking award and Wolfgut became the restaurant of the year. It is located in the South African village, uh, Patermoster. It's small, remote paradise of purity and good taste in every sense, the founders of the world said. The World Restaurant Awards is something different than Michelin's Guide or the world's 50 best restaurants. As organizers note, the winners were decided by a uh, 100-member gender-balanced judging panel that included restaurants, journalists, influencers, and culinary professionals from 37 different countries. Another news worth mentioning. Remember the favorite toy for most of the girls all around the world? What was? Barbie. She seemed perfect, white blue eyes, uh, hair, perfect body. Barbie was long time criticized by the public for setting bad standards for girls. Recently, the company introduced different shapes and heights Barbie dolls, what was great breakthrough. And finally, some days ago, Barbie announced that if it's getting a new set of wheels. Mado unveiled two new Barbies as part of its fashionista line, Barbie in wheelchair and Barbie with a prosthetic leg. Kim Kumon, vice president of Barbie Design, told that one of the most frequent requests Meryl received was for a doll in a wheelchair. Pretty good news for our world, right? Those are wonderful news indeed, Anastasia. I actually just remembered that I even owned a cooking Barbie and it had a mixer and its own kitchen and everything. Um, and there's another company that actually came up with a new idea. Uh, it's the popular ice cream brand Ben and Jerry's. I'm sure everyone knows them. And Gun has the good food news. Hello, Gun. Hi, Joanna. Having enough food from Paris. Now let's move on to desserts. Um, so vegans and people with lactose intolerance pay close attention. Uh, on February 12th, Ben and Jerry's add two non-dairy flavors to the shelf. The first flavor is the classic chocolate chip cookie dough 
which they claim to be as alike to its classic version, followed by the chocolate caramel cluster flavor. So if you're wondering how would it taste like, think of sneakers but in an ice cream version. And um, coming back to Arhus, um, next Monday marked the third anniversary of Burger Shack. So of course, there's a special promotion. All Shack menus will be served at 50 kroner. Online and delivery options are not available. So make sure that you visit the branch near Brin's Gallery and grab a bite. Um, last but not least, flying to the east, the Dubai Food Festival is back. It's the ultimate celebration of all things gastronomic in the total of 17 days and this year from february 21st to march 9th this includes a cheese festival and a street food fair cheese fans will be able to sample from much from all around the world and learn about the growth of the cheese industry in dubai back to johanna and elena thank you gun that sounds all so delicious now i really really want to eat so living abroad comes with the perks of trying new dishes and foods Alena and I are both from Germany, so for example, the typical rye bread that a lot of Danes consume on a daily basis is nothing new to us. But there are quite a few Danish traditional foods that might seem odd to expats and visitors. Alena, have you tried anything interesting uh, Danish, any interesting Danish dishes or snacks? Yeah, um, like not snacks, but um, a dessert I tried around Christmas time was uh, ris allemand. I really liked that. Um, but there are also things that I rather find weird, like, for example, these kinds of pickled fish that are sour. Yeah, I don't really like those. Yeah, maybe a local can shed some light on the Danish cuisine. Katie, a student also from the Mundus Journalism program, grew up in Denmark, but her family is multinational. Planet Mundus, exploring Danish life. Hi, Katie. Hi. Your roots are American, Canadian, and Danish. That's a lot of different traditions, I bet. What kind of dishes does your family enjoy? Um, a great mix of things. I mean, we do some of the uh, classic Danish foods, um, but we also eat like a, a wide variety of stuff my uh, mom grew up with in Canada. Um, so, yeah, a, a really large mix. <laughs> Do you have, like, examples? Um, okay, so on the Danish side, uh, like the classic fregedel, uh, so the, the meatball. Um, we'll do fleskestai, uh, so the pork roast, um, to name a few. Um, on my mom's side uh, in Canada, when she grew up, it was common to do like the Sunday roast, so a roast beef or, or something, and then with like vegetables or mm. um, uh, mashed potatoes on the side. And then I think we mix in pretty much the basics that everybody else does on a daily basis. Okay, sounds all really great. Um, what is what do you personally enjoy about the Danish cuisine most? Um, I think I I really enjoy a lot of the classic foods that foreigners uh, don't. So, like the classic uh, uh with the pickled herring. Um, the sourfish I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, the sourfish, exactly. Uh, I really do enjoy that, actually. Um, and in Denmark, we eat a lot of meat in general, uh, a lot of pork especially, um, and that's usually done really well. Uh, so I do like those parts of, of Danish cuisine. 
Well, all tastes are different, so everybody is allowed to like something else. Um, meat is a good point that already brings me to my next question. Has Have food trends like veganism, superfood, or goji beers, etc., arrived in Denmark? Um, okay, so I have a, a gluten allergy, which is also, in a way, kind of a, a trend as well, I guess. Um, so what I notice when I'm shopping is like right next to the gluten-free section, there'll be a vegan section. Um, so I do think like, especially veganism is popping up, uh, all over the place in supermarkets, restaurants now are offering vegan friendly options. Even if you call uh, a restaurant ahead of time that may not say vegan on the menu, they tend to be more accommodating than they used to a few years ago. Um, and I think, uh, like all these trends like superfoods and bowls and you know, anything in that area does uh, tend to make it here. Um, and I think you do kind of see it popping up, at least where I go and shop. Yeah. Um, so we already mentioned some traditional Danish foods like frikadea. Excuse me if my um, pronunciation <laughs> is not perfect. Frikadea, um, then smørrebrød. What is like another typical Danish food that the Danish person can't go without? Um I think, like, one classic is definitely the um, rye bread that is an essential part of, of Smeralbul. Uh, a lot of Danes will go on vacation, and they will either bring it with them or bake them when they're there. They really, there are a lot of Danes that simply can't live without this. Um, I think uh, another food, which is maybe not something we can live without, but is also a classic Danish uh, item, is tatelira. Um, so, like, these little tart shells but then with like a uh, chicken cream filling um, they look like muffins right not really i think it's more comparable to like a, a chicken pot pie for those who know what that is um like a really small one yeah like a really tiny chicken pot pie uh <laughs> i like that idea um um so i'm gonna come to my final question um, because we're gonna talk about student-friendly restaurants and places to go in Aarhus later. What is your like secret tip, or what is your f favorite food place in Aarhus? Um, I like to go to like slightly quirky places. Um, so places that are kind of neat or weird on the inside. Like I uh, really enjoy uh, Mackey's, which uh, coincidentally also is very. Uh, gluten-friendly or gluten-free friendly, friendly. <laughs> um <laughs> uh they are like very american style with like uh music memorabilia sports memorabilia on the on the walls which is really cool uh i went a place yesterday memphis roadhouse which also was like an american style uh barbecue place again like anything that has like weird deco and stuff like that <laughs> on the inside i think is is really fun to go and see okay sounds really cool i really want to check that out um <laughs> So um, after the next song, Johanna is going to tell us something about restaurants that we picked, that we think or that we find especially cool or suitable for students. So thank you very much, Katie. Thank It was you. Katie Rasmussen <laughs> from the Planet Mundus show. We're sending live from Aarhus. Planet Mundus. As Elena already mentioned, we picked out some of our favorite restaurants in the city where a meal doesn't cost almost a month's rent, but will be a pleasure to your taste buds. So if you want to start with breakfast or 
brunch, the Café Ziggy, which is actually now called the Café Sidewalk, just on all boulevarden, offers a morning buffet for only 39 krona on weekdays or a brunch for 98 krona every day and on the weekend every day uh, and included are breads, jams and yogurt, fresh fruit and it's a very nice atmosphere, very laid back and you can enjoy uh, the nice all boulevard and afterwards after maybe a stroll through the city you can go to lima which is actually a hidden gem in the latin quarter and as you may have guessed it's a peruvian restaurant so they have great prices and also a very cozy atmosphere the interior is very minimalistic but also peruvian And uh, for example, you can get three empanadas, which is a very popular South American uh, snack or even dish for 70, 57, 75 krona. But they also have fresh juices like pineapple juice and uh, the famous Inca Cola, which will keep you up all night because of its high caffeine. And also some nice uh, selection of Peruvian beers. And we cannot go without mentioning the famous street food which is right next to the bus station um, it's basically a giant hall um, with a variety of choices um, of different stalls so um, yeah you will find uh, everything there so meat lovers will be very happy at uh, Ducket where they served uh, or still serve pulled duck and uh, duck fried fries Very interesting combination. Or maybe if you're in the mood for something more exotic, like the Ugood that serves traditional Ugandistic food. And um, of course, they also have traditional Danish food from Momo's Kitchen. And one of our favorites is definitely the pita corner, uh, where you can get fresh falafel served in a fresh pita bread. Mm, sounds amazing. I would like to eat falafel right now, but I... Yeah, we basically eat all the time. Maybe that's why I also came up with food as the topic for this show. But um, yeah, I probably wouldn't say no to anything delicious right now, to be honest, or to anything lecker, how Danes would say. But Johanna, did you actually know that lecker has two meanings in Danish? Really? What does it mean? Lecker means, or lecker. <laughs> lecker means delicious or yummy, but it can also be used to say that someone's hot. No way! <laughs> yeah. I have to remember that. So actually, now that I hear it, I have heard that song before at a bar and I was wondering why people got so crazy about it. So if Lega has not gotten you into the dance mood, Anastasia has all the important dates and events for the upcoming weekend. What's up, Argus? Hello, hello again. Um, so, what's up in our little cozy Aarhus? It seems that now it's much brighter as spring's wi spring wipes are a little bit coming to our city. Maybe today wasn't the best weather, but remember the weekend. It was amazing, right? So, what can we do to celebrate this amazing weather? Join the most anticipated cinema industry event in the world on 24th of February. Student House is hosting Oscars Night. Uh, they say that uh, join. They invite people to join them for celebration of the 91st Academy Awards. 
and whether you prefer your pajamas or suit up, it's up to you. You can bring your favorite blanket and friend and celebrate the evening in comfortable style. We will make sure that there is drinks in the bar, popcorn, red carpet and create the perfect setting for a cozy Oscar night says the ad of the event. The event starts at 11 p.m. and will be up all night. Also, on 27th of February, you get a chance to go for a stargazing trip. If you want to gaze at stars and planets through the observatory telescope with the tour by SN Aarhus, the event starts at 6.30 p.m., but make sure to buy tickets in advance. Coming to official events on February 27th, there is an important event for those who are striving for future career in business, management and marketing. Company dating at Aarhus BSS will provide a spot for meeting with potential recruiters. There will be a lot of international and local companies providing information about internships, student jobs opportunities and graduate programs. Don't miss a chance to meet with your potential employers. Yeah, who would not want to miss that? So that's what's up in Aarhus this week. Um, thank you, Anastasia. Thank you for having me. And thank you also to everyone out there for tuning in the Planet Mundus show. Planet Mundus. What's up, Aarhus? Hi, welcome back. Um, if you also want to listen to our amazing um, song list on Spotify, you can follow the Planet Mundus on Spotify so you can enjoy the songs that our music editor, Julia, put up um, for us together, also outside of the show. Planet Mundus. And we are back live from the student house here in Aarhus. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Johanna and with me is my co-host Alena. Hi. The next half hour we will talk about, we will continue to talk about an essential part of our daily life, food of course. Uh, we will speak about the store WeFood and we will talk to Marcelo Podesta who created the food blog Taste It Easy. Planeta. Kaukab. Xinqiu. Planet. Sayara. Yaneta. Sayara. Planet. Planet Mundus, the word in Aarhus. Food is such a yummy topic, don't you think, Johanna? Yeah, it already made me really hungry all the time preparing the show. <laughs> me too. Another place that can't be left out when we're talking about food is the Wee Food supermarket in Aarhus. After all, the, the word food is already in the name. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it before the show, but it got me really interested. What exactly is it? It is a supermarket in Aarhus. It's ran by volunteers and it reduces food waste, actually. But I don't want to give away too much yet because I have an interview that I have pre-recorded with Marit Sonja Big, and she is one of the team leaders of the Wee Food supermarket. And we're going to play it right now. Um, Marit, question for you. Um, how does the concept of WeFood work? WeFood gets a lot of food from different places um, that we sell. And then all the money that we sell, all the profit goes to an NGO working in developing countries. And we get food, for, for instance, from uh, supermarkets every morning. Um, and that's food which the supermarkets don't want to sell anymore. It could be, for instance, because... Um, some food is, uh, or in Denmark there are two dates that can be written on food. It can be last day of use and best before. And if it's best before, that's most of the products, the supermarkets don't want to sell uh, 
food which is past best before and then we get it in time so we can sell it um because actually the law says that um, places and uh, supermarkets are allowed to sell things which are past best before so we do that um and the other supermarkets don't want to because they can't be sure that the quality is 100% good but mostly it is ah and that way that way food does not get wasted And you told us also that you also receive food from local farmers that they can't wait to um, sell their food on next week's market or food that fell off the conveyor belt while packaging. But why does We Food do all that? Like, what is the aim? So basically, we're trying to reduce food consumption, and that's environmental. But then we are also trying to help um, the poorest people on the planet um, by supporting this NGO. So... Buying cheaper and um, support a good cause. That's pretty cool. Um, the We Food supermarket opened in May last year. And um, what exactly have you achieved since then? And how was the response by now? We have sold food, a lot of food, actually um, more than 25 tons of products. So it's we have reduced at least 25 tons of waste, mostly food, but also some other products. Um, and then we have been... Um, making more than 500,000 krona, so more than half a million krona we made since May, and uh, most of that money goes to the NGO. We also have a rent, but most of the money goes to the NGO working in developing countries. So the response has been very nice, and we often hear every day that people are very happy that we exist, because they also want to give their feedback to all the volunteers in the shop, because it's all run by volunteers. So if there are no volunteers who want to continue doing this, Uh, it can't exist, so the customers also often say thank you for for being here to the to the uh, volunteers. Yeah. Okay, and um, one last question: For who is the We Food supermarket intended to be? Like, who shops there? The shop is open for everyone. Um, so I know that some places who fight food waste, they have a low price and they only let people in with a low income. But in We Food, we Uh, except everyone, everyone can buy here, and that's also why we have a lot of different customers. I don't see uh, like that we have um, a group of uh, of people who are here more than others, like in age or in uh, ethnic group or in gender. It's like everyone. Um, people go here, as I said, maybe because they want cheaper food or because they want to... Um, That could be maybe be poor people, or like, but it's also a lot of people who want to reduce food waste, and then you can't really say that's a specific group. It can be anyone, and the same with supporting uh, developing countries. It can also be everyone, so it's a very huge mix, and that is also reflected in which volunteers work here, because our volunteers are also internationals and Danish people and old and young and pensionists and students and full-time workers taking some hours in WeFood after their work. It's very different, yeah. Thank you to Marit Sonja Big, one of the team leaders from the WeFood supermarket. So if you want to shop for groceries sometime and help reducing food waste, shop at the WeFood Wahoos. It's at um, Vestabro Tor 1A. Hi, my name is Elena, and you're listening to the Planet Mundus show. So Planet Mundus is actually not only the Planet Mundus show that we're producing every week on Wednesday for you, but there are also two podcasts coming out every other week. One of them is called Slow News. And what's in the current Slow News, Johanna? In this week's Slow News, the team took a closer look at Venezuela. 
The country has the biggest oil reserves in the world, but its people are starving right now. Venezuelans are in a deep humanitarian crisis, which is displayed all over the media, but our slow news team provides you with a different angle to the crisis, so tune in. Yeah, and if you want to listen to this show again or listen to the Slow News podcast or um, the Euro Alike podcast, just go to www.planetmundus.com. Food blogs are becoming increasingly popular right now. We spoke to a real food blogger, Marcelo Podestal, a 20-year-old, no, 25-years-old <laughs> economist from Brazil who is currently living in Aarhus, and he created the blog Taste It Easy. So, Marcelo, what do your readers actually find on your blog? The content of my blog is not a specific at all. The only specification is that everything that I'm going to talk in there is food. You're going to have everything over there. Because my main idea on this blog is to have my daily routine, my daily cooking routine into one platform. So, for example, this Tuesday, I just, I just found out about bowls. I've seen that bowls are like super famous in the world right now, but I just found out about them and I started trying out and I started thinking about them and I really liked them. So the first thing you're going to see there is, is a post about bowls. Okay. And uh, what actually inspired you to create the blog in the first place? So my first thought about starting a blog was actually because I wanted to be a more organized person in relation to my recipes. Uh, I wanted to have all the recipes that I had brought from Brazil, from my parents, my grandparents, the ones that I was cooking here in Aarhus and trying to adapt and enhance. I wanted to have all of that in one unique platform. And how do you feel about uh, cookbooks? Do you think that food blogs are slowly replacing the old-fashioned cookbook? In my opinion, food blogs are not going to replace cookbooks. I think that, that they are placed in different and really distinct categories where food, food uh, blogs are simply an easy way to get a recipe fast and learn about someone's life at the same time, if that is the purpose of the blog. But that is intended to most people that want to cook something fast or don't want to learn every single detail you have to learn about the dish before making it. So, as I said already, there's a lot of food blogs out there at the moment. What makes your blog so special? All the dishes that I post They have been tried one or uh, more than one time and I actually have gathered enough knowledge to give tips on this on these dishes. So you'll see the ingredients, the steps, you'll see great photo photography, but also you see like tips, what you have to do, what you have to look forward, what you can do, what you have to be careful with. And I think that that is the most important thing to help someone do a recipe if you're not with them. So if you're reading a recipe, these are the main points, the tips that just, you know, save your life when you're in trouble. And last question, what is your favorite recipe on your blog or to make in general? 
So my all-time favorite recipe in the blog is the Nutella stuffed cookie. Actually, when I was 16, I had a, a cookie company, so I started working on recipes and adapting them to find the right one before I started selling to anyone. And I got when I got it, it was just a success in, back in my city. I had a, a great time doing it, and I think that cookies are like the beginning point of my cooking history so that is why I can be I can stay like two three four years without cooking or baking any cookies and I will always remember this recipe this is always gonna be with me because it's part of my history now and this specific Nutella stuffed one is super wet inside super crunchy outside it's just the best Thank you so much, Marcelo, for uh, giving us some insights how to create a blog. And we will definitely recreate those cookies because they sounded amazing. Planet Mundus. Wow, this hour went by so fast. And all these food topics make me inspired to try out more places in Aarhus and try out recipes. To be honest, all I can think about is the Nutella stuffed cookie Marcelo mentioned, and I want to go home and bake it now. <laughs> and I would really like to eat it. <laughs> um, we had such a good time doing the show tonight. We had good food news with Gunn. We talked to Katie about Danish food. We talked about cool places in Aarhus. And you know now where to shop if you want to reduce food waste. And thank you very much to Anastasia, who told us what's up in Aarhus and like took care of the technical stuff tonight. Yeah, and the food blog of Marcelo basically motivates everyone, and especially me, uh, <laughs> to go home and cook. But thank you so much for tuning in. Like Elena already said, you can find us on planetmondas.com if you want to hear this show again or if you missed something. And also make sure to tune in our Spotify account to listen to the awesome playlists that uh, our music editor and contributors always prepare for these shows. Yeah, just um, follow Planet Mundos on Spotify. Um, thank you for taking time with us. My name is Lena. Me and Johanna were your hosts tonight, and have a good night. Planet Mundus.